Let us all turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for gathering us in thy house. Lord, we acknowledge that it is thy mercy and thy mercy alone that has brought us here and for this great privilege that this night we can be found in the house of prayer. Lord, we pray first and foremost that you be merciful to cleanse us and to wash us of all our sins. For we acknowledge, O God, we have sinned against you in so many ways, in thoughts, in deeds, in actions. Lord, show to us that we may know and may be sensitive and may confess and repent. And Lord, we pray that this night you would use your word to show us, Lord, the dangers of the times we live in and the things that we need to beware of ourselves, for even we could fall into these sins. So be merciful, Lord, to teach us that we may know how to live aright on this earth and be useful to you. We ask that you grant to us concentration, give us obedience, O Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight we move to a new characteristic. Now if you turn to your memory verse, a new characteristic. Now after false accusers, incontinent, then we come to fears. Fears. The Bible says in perilous times, well, men shall be fierce. And do not forget, these are warnings to the Christians in the church. Now, what is this particular aspect of fierceness? What is it about? Now, if you turn to Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, in verse 29, Now, there's a word here that is maliciousness, maliciousness. These are describing the characteristics of the unbelievers, and you find that the characteristics are very close to the warnings of the Christian in 2 Timothy. And then if you look at verse 31, one of the characteristics is unmerciful, unmerciful. Now, remember this too. Unbelievers will be malicious and unmerciful. And God uses the word fierce as well regarding the end time characteristic. This word means savage, savage, all right? It means vicious and cruel. So it's like an animal, all right? So it's the same as the words he used for unbelievers, malicious, unmerciful. So it's vicious and cruel. Now, he also talks about people who are brutal, all right? So, brutality and untamed, without restraint, in other words, without restraint. Now, of course, it's this lack of restraint that cause, can cause a Christian to be vicious. Now, he also talks about... Um, Easily enraged, easily losing our temper, you know, flying into a rage. That's why it's fierceness, okay? So parent, are you like that? Young person, are you like that in school? You may be very different in, in, school, in church, but it's talking about this kind of behavior. Now, what else? Now, it is also describing well, not just this, this, this outward behavior or... Um, um, actions, but 
Now, these behaviors are, are conducted without any care about the other party, all right? So there's no concern. So this word fears is, is there is no care of what will happen to the other person. To the point that there is no conscience, in other words. Now, it's very scary to hear God using these words for potential behaviors, characteristics of people in the church who claim to be Christians. All right, so, so you don't care, and you, will, you either do hurt to others um, without caring, means you hurt people, like I mentioned just now. There's no conscience, there's no um, care. You don't care who you hurt, okay? So you don't care who you hurt. Now, not only that, it can actually describe people who enjoy, thrive. Not only you don't care who you hurt and what, you do, what, you, what the other person may feel, you actually enjoy doing it, whether consciously or subconsciously. You just, when you do it, you actually find, not only you don't care, but you actually find pleasure. You're happy that the other person is going through hurt. You do it intentionally. Well, when we think about ourselves as Christians, do we ever do that? Now, then this fierceness is, well, not necessarily just verbal, uh, physical, all right? Physical. It just describes this, um, this attitude of a person that is very scary, right? So it can be verbal, it can be um, a behavior, right? So you're very fierce. Even before you do any physical harm, you're already fierce. I remember some teachers I had when I was um, very young, in primary school, in year one, year two, year, up to year six. There are some teachers that are very fierce, right? But although they do not physically um, punish us, but they are known to be very fierce. We are very frightened of them. So some can be verbally very fierce, very loud, right? They open their mouth, it's like a lion roaring at you. Just that alone um, makes you fearful and makes you hurt, makes you tremble, right? So this is what God warns the believer about. Now, if you really think about this, um, are we really living in a period where it is perilous times and people are malicious, unmerciful? Well, we just need to look at the news. Now, these are things that we see and we hear all the time around us today. And young people, you need to be aware of that. You need to know. And adults, you need to be cautious yourself and about your children. Now, although the acts that I'm going to mention, they are of unbelievers, typically, all right? But we need to know the society that we live in. And with that, we have to be aware that God does want the Christian that you can progress to that. You and I can progress to that. With some of these examples, you may say, well, they, they are so extreme, you know, although they happen at our doorstep in, 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 in Perth itself, they're so extreme, we won't do that. But young ones, teens, even the young adults, God wants us that we can fall into that. It 
takes a period of change in you. Right? So don't look at all these people, all these terrible things they do. For example, in Kawarawa, right? I don't know how you pronounce that. Karawara, yeah, right? Good thing I spelled it up. You read about it. There's some arguments, and then these young people would take something and throw into the car, and you know what happened? The pregnant woman died. Violence, right? Violence. Can you, as a Christian adult, can you, as a Christian teen, do that? You said, oh, we won't do that. You read about it, it's so terrible. In a moment of fit anger, now God says even the Christian is capable of that. Why do I want to enumerate some of the things that are malicious and unmerciful that the unbelievers do? Because God does want that we can fall into that as well. You think we cannot? Now, just cite to you, King David, King David, man after God's own heart. You read about his life when he was under pursuit by King Saul, the wicked King Saul, the wicked things that King Saul did to him. Well, he, he was restrained. He always did that which was, which was right in God's eye. So you imagine, well, David would not be someone who is malicious, um, and violent and um, brutal and cruel and not care about who he's hurting. That can't be David, right? So he's a saved believer, used by God. Is David capable of all these things? Absolutely. What did he do? Now, after committing adultery, he plotted, he plotted the death of the woman, of the husband of the woman he committed adultery with. It was a malicious act. How malicious was it? It was premeditated. He made sure that he got someone to send the husband to the hottest part of the battle, means the front line, where he will very likely die. Now, did he care about who he is doing it to? He did not because when, the, when this, this man came back, now, he, was, he exhibited his level of loyalty to David, his love for Israel, that he would not even go home because David tried to get him to go home to sleep with the wife, right, Bathsheba. But he would not because he said, how can I do that? My brothers are in the battle. How can I go and sleep in my own bed and relax? He refused to. David pulled him back so that, well, if the baby gets born, it will not be suspected is through adultery with him. He did that, and when he such such a loyal man to him and to Israel, did he care who he was going to hurt? No. So don't read this and say, well, and hear the following examples and say, we won't be like that. This is David we are talking about. Send him to the front line. Plotted his death. A very cruel thing to do. Now, when you realize that, it means it's a progression, dear friends. It's a progression. So teens, don't see these things, read these things and say, I'll never do that. God wants you. All right? Adult as well. There are also people that in a fit of a moment of road rage, all right, you can be that, Christian, road rage, and actually do something very um, fierce 
right? Savage to someone. Now, what are some of the things that we know today? And you see what God says is so true. The point that I want to bring up, the following examples, is I want all of us to see what God says is a perfect description of our age. In other words, all of us in this room, we are living in this age. Will it get worse? I have no doubt it will, but it has gotten severely, unimaginably worse. Now, Karawara violence is one of the most recent ones. What about all the street violence, the young people, the teens? And sometimes I wonder, is there some church boy that is running with them? They run in packs. You read about them. Was it Mandura or, Rock, or Rockingham? Where the people dare not come out at night. This is talking about in where we live. They would commit all sorts of violence on the road, um, on the streets. Shop owners are terrified by them. Anyone that gets in their way, they just brutally beat them up. Then we talk about, well, many of the games, the sports today, right? The sports today. Now, in the past, it's like boxing. Already, it's very violent. You keep punching someone so terribly in the head. It's violence, but people watch it. Then after some time, it's a popular sport. What is it today? MMA, right? Mixed martial arts, is that what they call it? MMA. It's far worse than boxing. Boxing, they wear thick gloves so that the impact is not so severe. But now they, they are the bare fists or they wear very thin gloves, right? And the kind of violence. Now, young ones, I hope none of you are watching that. Your friends may be watching that. And the kind of violence is no no. No bar, no barring, right? Legs, hands, whatever, elbows, even in boxing, certain moves are forbidden. But today they have this kind of, and it's called a sport. Are we not living in a time where, well, men will be fierce? If you are watching these things, or violent movies, and you watch them, and you watch them, and you say, oh, get the guy, get the guy. You are exactly what God has described you fall into that. I've become someone who is vicious, cruel, savage, brutal, merciless, without restraint. You may not be doing it, but you're already participating in your mind. That is what it is. And when the opponent fall on the ground, they don't stop. All right? That's their chance. They immediately pounce on them. I tried to go and look at what is this MMA about. It's difficult to watch. Because when the poor guy is on the floor, they will pounce on them and they will, the guy tries to cover his face and they will do all they can to keep punching the face till the person is bleeding and all that. And then, the, all right, it's enough. Then the referee, well, a certain time, the referee said, all right, the, the guy is down. You've got to stop. And even when the referees try to stop them, they won't stop kicking and punching. Now, men will be fierce. Are you watching these things? Well, from boxing, it moved to wrestling, right? Wrestling, what I understand is many of them are fake. It's just an act. But MMA is not fake. It's that kind of violence. And Christians today watch them. Christians even take this kind of sports today. So the Christian must realize this is what God is warning us against. Violence is glorified. Violence is glorified in movies. Now, sometimes... 
people say, why, why do you keep talking about movies? Don't watch movies. It's, it's just a movie. It's just a show. Many of these violent ones, all right, and that is the one that people like to watch. Well, this is what it is. Men will be violent. And I, as a Christian, also love this violence, and I like to watch it. It's so bad. And sometimes I remember when I was younger, I watched some of these um, Hong Kong gangster movies. Now, when we were young, the movies, very young, the movies when there are violence is, is, is self-censored, all right? So it's like you only see the back. The person shoots someone. <laughs> you can't see the actual death. And then slowly it progresses. And slowly it becomes like every spurt of blood, every, every thing about the body blown apart, they're all not just shown. Initially it's shown, then now it's shown in slow motion. So I remember watching um, this Hong Kong serial, all right? where the gangsters, they kill each other, and it's all in slow motion to, to make sure that you can see all the violence. Why do they slow it down? Because men will be fierce. They want to see every single violence about it. And when they're doing it in slow motion, they play classical music to it. They play very calm music. It's like, it's like something that is to be relished. It's nothing, all right? That is what it is all about. So, Christian, when, if you still feel that these things are all right, Yes, it may be a movie, it may be false, but it is still portraying violence. You are still watching violence. And if you can watch them and actually like to watch them, this describes you and I. We have to stop. We have to stop. Now, and what else? Um, in fact, the more violence there is, the higher the popularity. Are you one of those? Well, this movie came out. I remember some of them, they were coming out. They were so violent that even in the Australian newspaper, um, they say they were, they were afraid that the, that the movie, when it's released in Australia, will incite, will, will cause the people here to be violent as well. Because the, the movies are just so senseless violence, just senseless violence. Just someone who is who sits around at home at night, bored, and then decides, oh, why don't I just go on the subway and just kill some people? Now, that is what God is talking about. Senseless, right? No conscience at all. And, they, and these movies, it was one of the highest rated movies. That even in the US, the police, peop the police departments, they were so against the movie, they were worried that when these movies come out, people would begin to act like that. Now, what is my point of saying this? Christians, we have to realize this. Even unbelievers acknowledge that watching this kind of violence, taking in this kind of violence, will make you violent. Will make you that. We've been studying that, right? What you take in with your eye gate, your ear gate, it goes into your thought process. And when you're thinking about that, that is what is developing your character. So even unbelievers are afraid of it. That is how it has reached. There's a stage of Hollywood today. Now, what else? The real life. How, did it, how does it become this kind of real life murders? Because of movies. 
Now, real life. Today, you read about children killing, their, murdering their parents, parents murdering their children. I don't want to go into that kind of details. But how can this happen? Unnatural, without natural affection. And the things that they do is amazing, right? Just not to last week or week before last week, this boy was, the, the mother refused to buy him some, some video goggles. Then he just took the gun. The mother was doing housework, doing laundry. She, he just went there, shot her, killed her, took her credit card, got onto Amazon and bought, bought one for himself. And that's it, like as if it's nothing. Now, how do people reach this stage where the heart is completely immune? So teens, please be warned. God warns about this. You can become very violent as well. It's just that it has not emerged. Now, maybe I put it... Um, maybe I'll let you... Maybe i share what I've been thinking about since I've came to Australia in the last few years especially. I read about the violence and the horrible, senseless um, um, fights that people just, the one-punch thing, and then the one-punch is just, I don't know you, I don't care about you, but I want to test whether I can kill you, knock you out with one punch. You know, that kind of thing. It, and then I read about the very violent things that thieves commit and all that. I say, how is this possible? Now, for many years, I put it down to, I put it down to demon possession, right? Because we read, in the New Testament even, right? The demon possessed people, they were very violent. They, they, they would um, do very violent things, all right, to themselves, to others. They have to be chained. Nothing true. The demons are really out running around and possessing people and getting men to do that. But you know, after some time, I realized it is no longer that. During Christ's time, yes, but today, when I studied this, then I began to realize God says, men will be fierce. God did not attribute this to the demons. God talked about, now all these characteristics here are, are things that are in us, right? Lovers of self and so on, proud, boasters, disobedient to parents, is in us. It, this wickedness in us that God wants us about, you may be saved, but like David, this wickedness in us needs to be restrained. You need to understand that. Because one of the meaning of this word fears is unrestrained, untamed, untamed, uncontrolled. Why do you think it follows incontinent? Lack of self-control. Now, when you say God, when God, when you realize God says man will be fierce, malicious, unmerciful, then all that is happening is simply this. Men today, you don't need to be demon-possessed. Men today have just simply let loose whatever is in them, in us. I do not want to control it anymore. Now, in the past, all right, in my time, I would say, right, or in those elderly's time, we are still told what is, what is evil, what is wicked, what is, what is um, 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 cruel, right? There is a restraint, but today there is no more, no more, no more restraint. Now, when I was young, I'll share something that I share to my shame, all right? And I want to say it is in us, all right? So when I was young, 
I used to catch insects, right? spiders and you know, fighting spiders and all that. I don't know whether you do it here. And I caught a grasshopper once, all right? I caught a grasshopper. Um, and Ba'an Hach, I would say, is self-praise, right? I don't think I was a violent kid. Uh, never fought with anyone in school, by and large. Always um, commended as a most well-behaved boy in my report card, that kind of thing, all right? That was what I was, outwardly. But because parents always taught us, restrain, all right? Behave. I caught a grasshopper. I tied it up, all right? Spread out. Tied it up with string. And then I put a fire under the grasshopper. All right, let it close and let's see, watch it struggle. Watch it um, go through. I know <laughs> Vichen is going like that. <laughs> and that's what I did. But I never forget my mom saw it and you say in Cantonese, Mo Yam Kong. Means this is without restraint and such, such a level of cruelty, without conscience. That's what she said to me. Then it struck me. Right, then I woke, and I immediately stopped and released the grasshopper. I probably did damage to it already. But what I'm trying to say is this. There is this wickedness in us, even after we got saved, like David's case. If we don't restrain it, these things can come out. And you, when you come to unbelievers, they have no, they have no concept of incontinent to be continent, all right? They have no concept. So over time, there was restraint. You still control yourself. But in the recent decades, now violence is glorified, movies glorified, books glorified, sports, real-time real sports, real sports, not, not fake wrestling, right? Glorifies it to the point where it is well, do not control yourself. Just let it loose. So all this violence that we see today, I don't believe is anything to do with demon possession anymore. It is just that wickedness in men that men no longer feel that there is any need to restrain it. That is the age that we live in. So now, let me read to you. Anyone knows what is Oxford Dictionary? 2022 Word of the Year. Anyone? Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. It's the word goblin mode. G-O-B-L-I-N, goblin. Goblin mode. M-O-D-E. Goblin mode. All right? Goblin mode. Actually, Webster, Miriam Webster's um, Word of the Year is gaslighting. <laughs> Remember I talked about it? Gaslighting. I was shocked. Word of the Year is Gas lighting, and we learned about gas lighting, right? Um, um, in verse 3, I think, was it about natural affection, truce breakers, the, um, gas lighting? We learned about it. And I, lo and behold, that is the behavior. It is so popular, so real in the world today that people can relate to it with it so much. So these are things that God described. And now is Oxford Dictionary is goblin mode. What is goblin mode? Now, do you know what's a goblin? Okay, a goblin, I took from dictionary definition. An ugly or grotesque sprite that is usually mischievous and sometimes evil and malicious. Same words that God used, you know. Men will be evil, men will be malicious. Same words as what God uses. And God says, this man will be like that. And that is the most popular word today, goblin mode. So 
How do people use it? Well, I'm in a goblin mode today. Now, why did it come about? Let me ask, let me give you the definition. Where men say, I don't want to control. I don't want to restrain myself. I want to do whatever I, want, I feel like doing. Oxford defines goblin mode as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent. I'm not going to apologize about being self-indulgent. Uh, which one is this related to? Men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous. And I'm not going to apologize for being that. I'm not going to control myself. I'm just going to act however I want to act at this very moment. And I won't apologize. I don't feel bad about it. Why should I need to apologize? All right? Unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, greedy, covetous. Right? Can you imagine the Bible, the Bible definition is, is just almost like taken out of um, the Oxford Dictionary is like almost taken out of 2 Timothy chapter 3. Greedy, covetous, typically in a way which rejects social norm or expectations. That is what it is. It is the most popular word today because people feel that that is what we should be. I want to be self-indulgent. I want to be greedy. I, don't, I want to not care about anybody, just care about myself. If social norms say that it is wrong, I don't care. I don't care. I'm in that mode. All right? So people love it. So now this is an excuse. I'm going to behave like that. And I would just say I'm in a goblin mode and people laugh. But that people have come to realize this is what really they are going through and they want to be. Now, then they say further, when picking its word of the year, Oxford aims to reflect the ethos, mood, or preoccupations of that particular year. So why, why is this word picked? So they analyze society, they, have, they have, get people to vote, and they say, when we choose these words every year, it reflects the ethos, all right? The working mode, the principles, the ethics, the mood. So not only this is an ethic now, means it's almost ethical, it's almost... It's pretty much acceptable. And the mood. Mood means, well, that is, that is the trend, that is how people live. It's just the mood of society today. Whether you like it, you don't agree with it, agree with it, but that is the mood. And the preoccupation, meaning to say that this is how people think all the time and want to be all the time. They're preoccupied with this. Now, teens, I hope that you understand when you are in a mood where you say, I don't want to control myself, I don't care. I want to be disobedient, so what? If Christians must be disobedient and must be obedient to God, so what? I don't care. So what? If the teachers say this, so what? I don't care. You are in this, what God describes and what the dictionary reflects as the mood today. You're preoccupied with that. Now, not only that, all right, they say, now, but, and they say, and when they analyze and they, and they say, we will choose this as the word of the year or a phrase of the year, they choose it only if they believe. Now, listen carefully. Only if they believe it has lasting potential 
as a word of cultural significance. I repeat, try to understand this. They say, these words get chosen because we believe it has lasting potential as a word of cultural significance, meaning to say that, we, that these words, we believe from now onwards, is going to be quite a norm. It will be used on people's lips. It will be something that is people will easily um, identify with it because it's going to be culturally significant. It's going to be significant in the age and in the lives of people. Goblin mode. Goblin mode. All right? Now, so one of this person, he wrote and said in, in this um, analysis of this word, he sees goblin mode as the antithesis, all right, of performative perfection. Means this word, goblin mode, of no restraint, no self-control. I want to be fierce, I'll be fierce. I want, whatever I want to say at the point of time, I'm going to say it, I'm going to do it. Now, so it's antithesis of performative perfection. Means to say what society expects us to do, perform. This is, this is what is right to do, perform. Is against that. Is is opposite to that. And then he says further. Now, is performative and perf is antithesis to performative perfection that's often expected of us online. So these are behaviors. The right behaviors expected of us, we are not going to care. And he talked about especially online. All right. Online. So he said online. Well, whether you're using. Twitter, whether you're using Facebook, whatever, whatever, online, whatever social media you use or you're writing something on the internet, people expect you to observe certain decorum. People expect you to, to behave certain way, um, to not say certain things, not do certain things. But it's this goblin mode now. It's not powerful enough if it is just we behave like that in a, in a, in a group. But now it is basically online. Now, once it is online, it's basically around the world. Anyone around the world, anywhere in any part of the world can view the goblin mode behavior. That's what it is. Now, I think it is a very um, apt, accurate, and realistic observation of the perilous times that we live in, right? encapsulating so many of things that we've learned, starting from men will be lovers of themselves, proud, disobedient to parents. Now, so today, people will post things on the internet all right, as violent as possible. They go out and commit a violent crime and they're crazy enough to post it. They don't care if they get caught or maybe they're stupid enough not to realize that they will be caught. They commit crimes, they commit murders and they post it. Remember I shared with you when we were studying one of it, this politician in the US, the daughter ran away with this boy and they killed, was it they killed, killed the mother or something like that? Killed the girl's mother or, or killed both, both the parents, the boy killed, the, with the girl killed, killed them and then after that, they find it so, so, so fun. It was like fun and even posted it online. That's how they got caught. So people began to realize that this word goblin mode is very real. Well, on one hand, it can be just, wow, you, you, you show your whole, whole room in a big mess. Now, in fact, teens, listen carefully, and adults as well. If you live a life that has no self-restraint, it's just total chaos. 
You say, ah, nobody see, never mind. Don't care. Please care how people get into all these characteristics here, including men will be fierce. Now, begins with just no self-control over your own behaviors. I, I'm self-indulgent. I don't care. So many of these they show, right? For example, like someone just... When they describe this word, internet describe this word, well, they show someone at home well, with a bag of potato chips, then dirty clothes on the floor, and then a pot that is not washed, and then dirty um, um, bags of, of, of uh, food that is rotting, just thrown about, and then they just lie on the couch, you know, don't, don't bathe, all dirty, and then they show themselves just doing whatever they want. Why do I need to look nice? Why do, I, why do I need to be proper when, even when I'm on um, having a video call with someone? So they show this is what it is. My friends, please know, it begins with that. They acknowledge is this kind of thinking, unrestrained, untamed, uncivilized way of behaving. So things, if you think it's nothing, well, even they realize it's goblin mode, now mischievous. But remember, the goblin, as described, as defined, is some, well, usually mischievous, but sometimes evil and malicious. Why would it be that? You see, they, they acknowledge, they give names to, they define goblins as that. Just a matter of time, you'll be unrestrained when it comes to, I am angry at my parents, I'm angry at my classmate, I'm angry at my wife, I'm angry at my husband, I'm angry at my relative. Because of a long time of unrestrained, um, ill-disciplined, we learn the word continent, right? Ill-disciplined life. It's just a matter of time that you can, at one moment, become a David as well. So I really sincerely believe, from the word of God, men will be fierce. It is no longer, no longer demon possessions. We have reached an age where men, and I must not forget to say this, women as well. We used to think well, all these violent behaviors, terrible, ill-disciplined behaviors are men. Today, it's the same, women. I saw this news clip, right? Um, two guys fighting on the street. And I saw women on the streets cheering. Now, in the past, women would step in and try to stop and say, this is terrible. But they were cheering. Right? And when the guy was on the floor and being kicked and kicked and kicked in the, in the face, right? the girlfriend was cheering him along. I don't, and some of the very terrible things that people do in murders, the very un, unspeakable things, is no longer demon possession. All right? So in the past, some of this, they get caught. Then they, hear, they say, I hear voices and all that. But this day, there's no more such things. They say, well, I woke up one morning, I feel like doing it. That's it. It's like eating breakfast. That's all. They don't, they don't say that they hear voices. They don't say that they, they don't know what they're doing. But it's just, I wanted to do it. And that's it. They literally just go out on the streets to find for trouble, right? To find people to kill. That's it. Even they themselves don't, don't say that they are... They are under any particular influence. Now, because there's no more, no more in our age, any self-control, and it is acceptable, just do what you want. So the wickedness in man just comes out. In the past, 
Even unbelievers will restrain it, will push it down. Today, they will just do it. And Christians, if you watch this long enough, you will also just say, I'm not going to restrain this anymore because it is norm. With this last example, I close. Now, I remember reading this description about you know the Amish people, A-M-I-S-H, the Amish people, they live in the, in the east coast of the U.S. and they, they claim to be believers and all that, um, Christians, and they, they do not use power, they do not use um, electricity, they do not use cars, engines, uh, all that kind of thing, all right? The Amish. So obviously they don't, they don't have television. So this Amish boy, when he went to study um, in university, and then the classmates were watching a video. Uh, old, well, the TV was on. It's an old Western video, all right? You know those old ones where it's black and white, and then they stand, the two cowboys want to kill, shoot each other, and then they draw the pew, and then all you see is just smoke, nothing, all right? No blood spurting out, that kind of thing like today. And then they go, oh, 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 and they fell down and died. And then the dust, right? Today we watch it, ha, ah, we laugh so, so boring, right? So comical. But when that boy saw it for the first time, he threw up. He just vomited. Because he's never seen violence like that before. He just threw up. All right? It was nauseous to him. Today we see this, we laugh. It's like, we won't even blink an eye. Can't you do better? Make it more violent? Right? My, my point is this. There is no more restraint. And I, don't, I won't be surprised that Christians... In our minds, we have that kind of violence in our mind to what? Tonight, if a thief come into my house, ah, it's my chance to do this and do that to the thief, right? Then I can, I, it's okay, I'll be let off. Are we like that? Because why are we like that? Well, next week, we'll, God willing, we'll see um, the causes and what should we do, right? Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, it is scary to think that you give this warning to believers that we can be savage, cruel. And Father, we think of King David. If that is what he could have done, we, he did. Oh Lord, we fear. We pray, oh God, that the young ones in this room, they will be very conscious. The adults will be very aware. God, bring us back next week to learn how we should deal with this in our life and prevent it. We ask and pray that you meet with us in the place of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.